This week on Carolina Sports Talk, we talk about the NBA playoffs, the state of the game of basketball, as well as the fan interactions. Is it really that serious, folks? This along with your emails and quick hits on Carolina Sports Talk. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's your man, Big Cliff. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, we are brought to you on Apple Podcasts. We are also available anywhere else you get your podcasts. Or just tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. I am joined today with my co-host, Mr. High Star himself, DJ High Star. Give it up. What's up? What's happening, y'all? What's happening? DJ High Star in the in the place to be. We out here. We out here. Woo! Somebody said they out here playing basketball, bro. The NBA playoffs have been like that, have they not, man? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we gonna yeah, for, big facts, and we'll get into it a little bit later. But to start off, as we have been doing typically with the playoffs, we're gonna start off giving you just the scores to make sure you guys are up abreast of what's going on. So if you would, my kind sir, I'm going to let you jump in here with the scores from the East. All right. So starting off um, with the first broom sighting and the first sweep, uh, Milwaukee, uh, Chris Middleton, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the rest of the gang, they went ahead and took care of the Heat in four um, on Saturday, May 29th, 120 to 103. Uh, so they swept that series 4 nothing. The 76ers went up 3 nothing on the Wizards. Um, winning 132 to 103 on Saturday, the 29th. So they need one more game. They're playing tonight at 7 p.m. And then my New York Knicks fell once again to the Atlanta Hawks um, out down in Atlanta in the A. 113 to 96 was the score, and Atlanta went up 3-1 um, on the Knicks. Uh, you know, got a resounding 3-1 lead. And then finally in the Eastern Conference, the Brooklyn Nets took a 3-1 lead on the Boston Celtics with 141 to 126 win. And uh, that game went down yesterday. Okay. Also in the Sunday slate of games on the west side, the Clippers, oh, man, and we're going to have to jump into this. 106 to 81 over the Mavericks. They took the two that the uh, Dallas had in, in Dallas to tie that series at 2-2. Two, two. Uh, the Suns took a W in L.A. against my Lakers. That series is also tied at 2-2. Two uh, in the Saturday games, the Jazz beat the Grizzlies 121 to 111. Utah currently leads that series 2 to 1. And there is one more for the West. See, I'm actually reading today. I'm not going to call out some East scores like I did the last time. The last game in the West is the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. And they are also tied at 2 to 2. So, bruh, out of all the game, the last game. Ah, see here you go. The Blazers, they beat well. They beat the Nuggets, but yeah, the Blazers beat them. So like one fifteen and ninety five. 
Yeah, whole time I'm trying to look and see it now. <laughs> say it one more time. Say it again. Say it, it again. was 115 and 95. And on <laughs> Saturday, May the 29th, the Den not yeah the Denver Nuggets <laughs> fell to the Portland Trailblazers 115 to 95. I, I'd hate for us to have like a Portland fan <laughs> out there or a Denver fan listening, and then you didn't gave all of this information about all the, all other, the teams. other teams. And you're like, and all right, like, yeah, Portland and Denver played too, so uh, they they're out there playing basketball. Yeah, they evened it up. <laughs> uh, it's two two. Yeah, no, nah, but really, I mean, I I'm not really watching that series. Not even gonna lie. In the East, what yeah, stood maybe. out to you? I mean, of course, I know you want to maybe touch on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't recall who I had in that because in that Bucks Heat, um, series when I was making my picks, I could recall giving credit to, um, to both sides because of the way that the Heat played last year in the bubble. I thought, you know, Tyler Hero. I thought a lot of the. Jimmy Butler's supporting cast was going to kind of rise, rise to the up. occasion, um, and they didn't. Um, was was um, Bam healthy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So things like that. Um, and every time I looked at the game, Mil- uh, Milwaukee seemed to be in control. So again, and it might be a little bit at what I was hitting at. Not with um, not with your man's, not with Cog Diesel, not with uh-huh. Bledsoe, right, but with right. Drew Holiday. Yeah, because again, if we look at years past, Giannis would be the primary ball handler. With him being a primary mm-hmm. ball handler, he going solo or ISO a lot of times. Everybody else out on the island looking around, and if his move don't work or whatever, then it's a busted play. Right. But you got a true point guard bringing the ball up or handling and running the offense. It's a little bit different picture out there. Big facts. I think Drew Holiday was one of the biggest and and, and best pickups, not just for them, but this whole offseason, and that's including the Titans and the collection of the Infinity Stones that uh, Brooklyn's been up there doing, simply because of the fit, like you said, to have, to take the ball out of Giannis's hands and to put it in a true playmaker who's not only not now just creating for Giannis, he's creating for himself. He's Absolutely. putting Middleton in the best positions. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo has been balling bananas lately just because here they're all able to be where they are supposed to be in, in their natural positions. There's a Lopez out there. Yep. Yeah. Every, and, and, and they're getting quality minutes from their bench. And one of their games, I want to say it was game two, like their bench outscored the, the starters in the first half. You know what I'm saying? And so they're, they're getting quality production from everybody. And it's it's this looks like the team that the, the books should have been right, for a right, long time. We've right. been ha- seeing them have a lot of regular season success. And then when it got to the postseason, it's like, okay, yeah, shut Giannis down and they're out of there. But now they look like a complete team that right. could honestly, if they continue to, to, to gel together like they're doing and, and come off well-rested after the sweep in the first round, they may have some noise for the Brooklyn Nets uh, in the semis if they meet them, man. Well, and it's a um, it's something that I look at all the time with the NBA playoffs and why I love it so much. There's a different level of competition once um, once you enter into that that tournament, in other words. And there's veteran players that know that and experienced players that have been through the playoffs and they know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with some of the Bucks' early seasons, again, with the Greek Freak, when he was making a brand for himself and um, also up until he had won his first um, MVP. Mm-hmm. They um, were Greek freak centric, I think, afraid of not getting him his touches right. and, and not giving him the steering wheel to the team and being like, this is your team. You oh, we want you to stay. The wheel. They're worrying about him leaving the free agency when that and contract instead over. <laughs> versus looking Let's to build the team a team prom- yeah. that's going to get the best out of you. Like, yeah, you're uh, you're off the world, off the wall of alien when it comes to your skill and your ability. Mm-hmm. But 
if that's harnessed and curated, then you know how much you know how much more efficient we'll be, how much more success exactly. we'll see, or whatever like that. And so I think they're doing that, like you said, with that simple switch of putting the ball in um, Drew Holiday's hands or whatnot. I mean, and real quickly, if we want to get your jokes out or whatnot, <laughs> you know, yeah, the Knicks fell. I'm starting to lose com- I lost confidence around game two, to be frank. It's like um, I mentioned it to you the other day. It's like if you get socked in the mouth and you throw your hands up to block your mouth, and mm-hmm. then the cat that hits you in the mouth, he go down and hits you in the stomach or hit you in the body with a body shot. Then you go to block your body shot and you think he's going to go back up to your mouth. So you go to block your mouth and he hits you again in the body and then you just can't catch up to him and you're not throwing nothing back. Um, as a result of that, and you staying on a defensive. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. Like the Knicks is always fighting back from an eight point, 10 point deficit, 15 point deficit. And then also Trey's coming down and it's like, all right, I can hit the three, so y'all going to play up on me. So I'm going past you if you D-Rose or anybody like that. I like Reggie Bullock's energy or whatever out there. But if you D-Rose or something, I'm going past you. And once I get right past you, everybody knows Trey Young's move where he kind of hesitates and gets that foul. Mm-hmm. So he's got either that floater as an option or the alley-oop as an option. Yep. And he's been using it crazy. I mean, and they haven't been stopping it, but it seems like everybody at home, all of us watching from home, See it very exactly. clearly. It's like, why are you not making the proper adjustments? Now, and, and and that's key. One of the things with that series that stood out to me, you said it a couple of weeks ago, that around the playoffs, everybody, specific, specifically the commentators and those uh, in our profession, oh, this team is the best team ever. And then the next game, it's like... Prisoners the, of the and, moment. Oh, absolutely. Without doubt. It's like, is there any hope for them? Um, again, in this, I'm seeing it again in our series in the West. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But um, as a fan, I'll let you keep your fandom in it. Realistically, um, do you think y'all are on your heels too much to pull back out of this hole right now? I um, and and when it put it like this, it would take a miracle, and it would take Auntie Spike staying away from <laughs> the Garden and from Atlanta, like stay out. Bro, of you the legit Coliseum. give him that much like sway, power, said influence. Yes, because I, I mean, I'm, all I'm right, not I won't disrespect rude. the man's right. gender. All right, fine, right, but right. still, you can still get that pronoun though, Auntie Spike. All right, <laughs> and it's only because your toboggans <laughs> with the palms on the top, these frames that you be coming out with, your, your glamorous fifty, uh, the frames from the fifties that you be wearing, and all of your sweaters with the scarf you feel, combination. Like you feel in, like intrinsically bothered by this dude, bro. Why are you wearing sweaters and scarves in the summer and in the playoff time, bro? All right? There's air conditioning in the building? Come on, bro. I don't... Listen, man. Listen. It's, it's been nothing chilly but a, lately. It's nothing but a distraction. I mean, it all started when everybody started considering this guy the mascot of the Knicks and the Knicks logo and this and that. And it's like, no, bro. No, we don't need all of that from you, okay? Uh, just sit down. Enjoy the game like everybody else. You taunting people. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to get into the whole fan thing later. Mm-hmm. But we got to understand the root. Because uh, I want it, when we do introduce it later, I want you to kind of introduce it, bro, by breaking down what fan is, is short for, which is fanatic. And that's how um, that's how Auntie Spike acts. So, uh, like a fanatic. Okay. So, so, okay. And but I told to you. to answer your original question, I'm, though. I'm, 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 listen, I'm, the Segway King is getting ready to wrap it back into it. You, you mentioned the, the fanatic element of it, and that's why even when I first asked you the question, I said, leave your fanatic in it. You said fandom, right. Yeah. Right, leave it in it. Leave that fandom have, in it. Okay. And so 
very clearly you feel passionately about the <laughs> about your New York Knicks. And I wanted all of that in your answer. So to bring it back with all of that, you're saying is he stays away. And if you're some able to and, overcome that curse. Well, there's one more thing outside of Spike Lee staying away from the garden. Uh huh. For us to have any chance to push it to a game seven, Julius Randle needs a huge game this next game. Has to. I don't know. I don't. That. I don't know if the disappointment of not being in the MVP conversation like took the air out uh, of him. I don't know if because uh, Atlanta's defense so. is not like that. They're offensively right. a quality team, I and don't they're think it's that. and they're good. But he is a shell of himself well, this entire and series. I've, I've had situations personally like that. Right. Like shout out to my old job. <laughs> I won't name him, but what's up, Rick? But um, <laughs> when they had their basketball league, you know, you know who you we are. play exactly. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> but uh, those are some evil laughs we just gave, bro. But uh, <laughs> but they had a basketball league. Boom, I'm playing in there or whatever like that, and doing my thing throughout the season. And when playoff time came, mm-hmm. you know, there were certain, <laughs> there were certain, uh, right? <laughs> there were certain, um, I guess, hesitancies that I made or took. Um, now, I've seen him, speaking of Julius Randle, I've seen uh-huh. him, he was drawn back and forth with one of the Hawks um, at the, the last game, I believe. The last game, or the game right before the last game, their first game in Atlanta. He was drawn back and forth with one of the Hawks players. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, oh, we about to, you know what I mean? It was like five minutes into the game, and the, mm-hmm. the guy was a role player on the Hawks. So I'm like, oh, oh we go. yeah, let's go, Julius. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Like, so that wasn't his motivation. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. It ain't talking trash to him is his motivation. It's just right. I think he just needs his groove and his spacing. I think he needs spacing, and um, I think it's a performance thing from everybody else as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, like he he's the catalyst that gets that those cogs going. In other words, now Reggie Reggie Bullock is always going to be ready. I he's think a he's he's ready to go at any time. But a, a, somebody like a Quigley. Um, some of those other pieces like Obi Toppin, Frank. Obi's gotten some good plays. They all, I think, get invigorated or energized. They get, they Lifted step up their game. It's not necessarily like a Kobe thing where I make everybody around me better or I make people all stars around me, but they step their game up when he's on. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he's not been on. They've still been kind of doing what they can, but RJ, he's been putting up low civilian numbers kind of because mm-hmm. he probably feel the pressure of, putting more and producing more because Randall's not doing that. So kind of like if he's not doing that part to be that role player, that superstar, then they're trying to overcompensate. And as such, now they're out of their elements. Exactly. Because he elevated from role player to, no, you're the face of like when Patrick Ewing was here or when Latrell Sprewell or Allen Houston was here. Like, no, you're that. Or Lynn Sanity. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Carmelo was still here when Lynn was here. Listen, Let's never forget. Oh, my gosh. Let's I, never forget. I listened to Jeremy Lynn on the All the Smoke podcast, bro. Okay. Oh, he, when he was a guest. Yeah. Okay. And just the way that this dude was talking, bro, like, you'd have thought that he thought he really was, like, that guy. Like, especially. He caught that. He caught. The, it's Again, it's when opportunity meets preparation because he caught the window. Uh-huh. And then, let's just call it what it is. I love my Asian community. Uh huh. They're gonna show up and show out Facts. for any of their people. Facts. Let, Facts. Um, I got you. Um, I'm, I'm with let's, you. Let's let's look at uh, Hideki Matsuyama. 
<laughs> and Yao Ming. Okay, okay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Bring it back so, to basketball. <laughs> right. But let's look at Yao, and um, they're going to they're gonna show out. So, yeah, he caught that. And then you in the city of New York. Right. Boom. And the then pot. years following, kind of did the whole Asian hip-hop thing with yeah. the hair. And you in the Warriors. You yeah. just, you done kind of felt yourself now. You done... Yeah. Stepped into your swagger. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, honestly, like even like, like I said, listening to him on there to to hear him talking about almost flunking out of uh, Harvard or how like he was stereotypically supposed to be smart, but he's like, I hated work. I just wanted to play ball. Make him and, relatable, like Yeah, the whole time. It really did. I mean, and, but like I didn't realize that the dude had played for nine different NBA teams too. Absolutely. Like he was a journeyman and Everywhere he went, he had a little bit of hype. I remember he was with us for a little while, I, and he just never was right, able to right. he was. recreate that I'd New love, York magic. I'd love to have that conversation one episode, dog. And if we got to limit it to like the last 10 years or even the last like 20 years, but like top five or top 10 journeymen. Or, and, and then like, like qualifying it with you had to be on like five teams or more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's some quality players, Listen, though. Listen, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're going to hit that up next week. And if you guys want to be a part of that discussion, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. We want to hear your top five NBA journey. NBA journey, man. In, Keeping an NBA right now? We can let, we'll start, we'll do NBA, but we'll let them because pop I'm it saying, open. Right, because the criteria for a number players. of, right, but the criteria for number of teams, I think, would, would change over sports, right? So, like, in NFL, yeah, it wouldn't be as easy to get a contract with five different NFL teams. I can think of a player right now. No, I mean, we could NFL. think of plenty. I mean, we could think of players that have done it or, ha, or... It may not be as easy. Right. Or it may not be as many people. Well, like I said, for the NBA purposes, you and I will stick with that. But if anybody wanted to just Throw in give us... Other. Yeah, you're just your top five journeymen overall. We'll, we'll make that up. But yeah, again, sports. hit us up on the Cliff at Carolina Sports Talk, the Carolina Sports Talk line. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Because uh, some people don't know realize that .net makes a difference. Christopher Absolutely. Dickey, shout out. Uh, but <laughs> oh, you sent your email to the wrong address. And then and then argued with me, About dog. It. You gave me the wrong email address. No, dog. You didn't listen to the right one. I literally say it like six times an episode. Cliff at Carolina Sports Talk. .net. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna bring this Shout back out in. to the journeymen that come back to their team too. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh yes. Come on. Home. <laughs> Listen, I can't wait to next week show, bro. Right. Exactly. He ready. Topic, yeah. <laughs> but so to get back to the answer that you that I asked you for the question twelve minutes ago. Right. There's do your things. Knicks have a chance? Two let's things just, that two there. things that it requires. What's that? Auntie Spike staying home. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And uh, her her um what do they call it? Yeah, it's her. Her liquid. Her her. Herculean, uh, oh, uh, uh, Herculean. There we go. Effort. A Herculean, Herculean <laughs> effort from one Julius Randall, and of course, you know your role players. To, it doesn't even matter at this point how RJ, how anybody else plays. Obi Toppin, whoever else. It's about Julius Randall and him performing for us. Um, yeah, I think Tib Tibbs' defense turns on whenever, whenever. Whenever everything is right, whenever whenever it all sinks and everything is meshing, when we got spacing on the offensive end and everything like that, then his defense makes sense. And then the defense turns into offense for us, of course, with the fast breaks and stuff like that and just the pace itself. But, yeah, those two things we would need. Bro, my Lakers on the other side in the West are very much a concern for me. Tied 2-2. Health is right. going to be huge. Let's we, go. We'll go ahead with the Lakers, and then I wanted to kind of go over a couple other um, – Injuries that stand out to you. Okay. That's going on. So for us with the Lakers, KCP was huge. to, to look Because his shooting and his defense are sorely missed. 
And as where if we had AD, we could possibly have overcome it. Without him and AD, bro, I don't see us having a chance. Like, there was a point in the game last night where we went from the game before when we won and LeBron out there going between the legs, back and forth, back and forth against your man, uh, his former teammate, just kind of showing him up. Tread? No, uh, um, oh. Not Danny Green. He was with Miami last year in a bubble with the dreads. Um, Crowder. Crowder. Jay Crowder. And so, like, he was working them. And we looked like the Lakers. They were having that fun, that continuity that we talked about. That Caruso that, doing quirky stuff. You know what I'm saying? He out here getting put back jams. Like, we looked like the Lakers for a game, bro. And it was exciting. And, and uh, to again, being a slaves of the moment, like you talked about the media. Oh, the Lakers are back and they show why they are who they are. And, like... I almost drank the juice for a second, bro. I was, I, I was like, "Oh man, we're good." Like, and I literally let my guard down, and not, and and didn't realize I forgot that just in a quick second, everything can change, bro. When I saw AD go down, my heart went, "Oh gosh, here we go!" Like, and I literally and legitimately thought, "Yeah, it's done. We're done." And without him, I just saw the the, the flash that he's also out for Game Five, which, like, I started talking about it a little bit earlier. During that time after he went out, LeBron almost willed us to a victory. But at certain, at some point, with Jay with Jay Crowder hitting the shots, with with everybody they've got, uh, with their center Aiden, um, with it, uh, <laughs> with it, uh, uh, the round mount a rebound uh, <laughs> from Phoenix, the the, uh, the commentator. Wow, I'm a, that's a, just a shame, uh, Charles Barkley. <laughs> Charles Barkley. Nah, that's terrible. That's, that's terrible, terrible that you couldn't remember I Chuck's couldn't. name. Now nah, that's listen, terrible. I, listen, I'm bad terrible. with names. Terrible. That's though. terrible. Well, you you know what? I'm just telling you how he's Shaq. Shaq. Listen, Shaq and Damn, we're going. We go, I know. Look, let's let's stay focused. But Shaq and that dude, they deserve the Emmys they got. Hey, yo, Chuck. I, I'm, shut up, Chuck. So your point, okay? Like you said, we're going to get back to this. But quick side note: the production that it takes for whether it's an ABC show or a TNT uh-huh. uh, sports show. Or even NBA TV, bro. Yeah. It's some production involved in that, bro. Next it's work. It's work. Level. It's work. And and and, and like just even the on the fly producer work that I see with them sometimes, bro. They um we're talking about how Marv Albert, and we'll we'll address it at the end of the playoffs, but Marv Albert will be retiring from Albert, basketball. Yeah. Um and so like they say Raider, but go ahead. They say with him <laughs> retiring, that that then made your boy Ernie the godfather of, you know what I'm saying, the game. And Instantly, it became like a whole thing. They put his face on like the Godfather's body <laughs> in and out of segments. They were talking about how, you know what I'm saying? He was the Godfather. I want you to make an offer. I cannot refuse. And like, and was rolling with it. And it was funny. It and was they like, seamlessly have gone digital. Bro. So they seamlessly have come into the, the new Bomb. age. They like, got eat. They got twi- tweets live, coming live up. tweets. Come, yeah. And it'd be funny. <laughs> they was roasting Kenny because this dude had like a fake pocket square. He had a napkin in his jacket as a pocket square. And you could tell. So whether it's celebrities, ball players, or regular people, they are like tweeting during the break. Yeah. And then right when they come back from they, break, they're they like, got, yo. Get him. <laughs> It was like, yo, Kenny, so so-and-so from Twitter said, is that a napkin in your pocket? And he, and he tried to play it off like a, oh, yeah, no, I got it for my glasses. No, bro, you That's didn't a have napkin, a, bro. right, it's a oh, napkin. Oh, looking like a pocket square? Yes, he had the paper towel folded oh, in his jacket pocket, looking like a pocket square, and then tried to lie and say, oh, no, I got it for my glasses. They were like, well, you know they make pocket squares that you can actually use as glasses wipes. And he was like, oh, no, I'm being sustainable for the, for the environment. And then on the next break, he actually has a real pocket square. And he was like, nah, bro, I thought you was using it for you. He's like, no, I can use this one, too. Oh. 
Georgia. <laughs> but yeah, shout out. He got to, away with it. Right. Shout out to the guys with the NBA on TNT, man. Mike, Ernie. Let's say Mike. Uh, Ernie, Charles, and Shaq, and who else is with them? It's four of them. And Kenny. The, them, the, them guys are right with me. But yeah, so back to my Lakers. They they hype them up and and but we're we're not looking real good for this for this series. Um, it's gonna hurt, but it may be what we need to reset to get ready for the next two years. Because if we lose okay. to Chris Paul this year, he can just come on and you know come join. to the Lakers. Yeah, if you tired of your uh, center being goofy and jokey, come to L. A. Yo, relax. First of all, DeAndre Ayton in the face. You're not gonna say anything to him at no mall or no local mall. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm saying oh. when I say you're not, I'm not talking about you specifically, right? But yeah, and you're not. You're not randomly unless they um, just do away with your Lakers disrespectfully. You're not going out of your way randomly to disrespect DeAndre Ayton in his face, bruh. Hey, why, bruh? Why? Where's the decency at in there? I mean, as we continue to move on with Carolina Sports Talk, because I'm not. Yeah, neither he here is, nor there. Okay, okay, but while we do, all right. No, before we leave that, before we leave that, I'm sorry. Um, indeed, doesn't look all the way coordinated and all the way together yeah. as big men used to, like, I think we used to take that for granted, right? Like right, big right, men's right, right, dexterity, right. they footwork back in the day, like how nice they was. Mm-hmm. They made it look easy back in the day. They did. Rudy Gobert and DeAndre Aytons of the world make it look tough. Yeah. It's a, it's, <laughs> but it's you'd a, be like, yo, you are right at the rim. <laughs> how did but, you, but Rudy Boban, Gobert had to catch that. Did you see Bobin uh, uh, with Dallas? Crowd favorite, too. Bro, I, I can't lie. I like my dude ever since I saw him. And then you and ask John yourself, three, but like. Or you ask yourself, why doesn't Taco get more? burn or whatever like that those boys, it's important to have that dexterity that, that speed coordination <laughs> so but to your point i mean before we leave this topic uh-huh. i saw it on facebook okay for the foreseeable future in order for y'all to get the chips that y'all need uh-huh. is ad too brittle slash fragile for y'all to continue with him realistically and you keep your fandom in it how about that my fanboy is showing Here's the thing. I'm a fan of the Lakers. Anthony Davis is a Laker right now. I think in order for us to win sustainably for the future, he is going to be a major part of that until we get the other superstars. Because um, <clears throat> is this thing on? Carolina Sports Talk Newsflash coming right oh, that's good, now. Good, come on. All right. All right. All right. No, no newsflash. Okay, cool. So check. Oh, it. you. Oh, you was about to hit this. I was finna hit the. Uh, listen. Go ahead. I was finna hit him with the with the siren, bro. Cause I I, I just got. I. It's an alert. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's an alert. Here we go. You heard it here first, folks. Clay Thompson will be a Los Angeles Laker. You heard me. Listen, what I'm telling you now. He from the LA. It's home. He wants to play at least one year with LeBron. Like, he enjoys Steph. I think it would have been at this Where point, did you hear that he wants to play one year with LeBron, bro? I'll this man said it. Who? Look, Clay said it. He when? said it two years ago before he re-upped on this current contract. He was saying that he was he wanted to play with LeBron. He liked the idea you of You sound LA. like you lying. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to believe it. You cannot believe it, bro. And, <laughs> Whatever. I, and, and I'll admit, because, again, I'm going to be a real dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm a res- responsible reporter. 
It's less likely now because of the two years of injury that he's lost. Had he played those two years with Golden State, they won one or they got one close with it. Yeah. Then he'd have been like, yo, I, I did what I need to do here. Right. Now he's got something to prove there. So it's a little bit less likely. But had that not happened, he would have been objective. He would have been 90% coming to LA. Right now, I'm going to put it at about 53%. Okay. And, and depending upon, and like I said, they look like they're going to be good. I mean, and he's got something literally to prove. But. Clay Thompson's going to be a Laker. Bum. You if heard it here Nick. first. <sighs> I just had to throw that in there. You did. You really did. This is our postseason right now. Look, man, congrats, guys. If nobody else tell y'all before we move on, congrats to the New York Knicks for making the postseason and getting one win. All right? We didn't get swept. Like the got heat. one. Yeah. I, I got a couple Heat fans as my homeboy, so we ain't get swept like the Heat. You know, that's a perfect segue right there. We talked a little bit off air about the continuity in the league and how – it's it, changed. It's changed right dramatically, literally, because we 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 know a few years ago, every year you could pencil in the LeBron-led Cavaliers, and, and literally for four years you could pencil in. Could I also preface what you're about to state with something else, real quick? Go ahead. The I'll just set the set the the foundation with this: the decision mm-hmm. going to Miami around that whole time of the decision was when we had the veto trade, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Of Chris Paul. Chris Paul coming to L.A. You had um, D. Wade having lunch and brunch with Carmelo in New York all summer. All of the New York publications and media outlets are putting up and courting all of these free agents at that time. Mm-hmm. And that um, also was the first sign, I believe, of a uh, um, the collective bargaining had changed right. up. Mm-hmm. And so the leverage got more on the players shifted to the players absolutely and and from then of course like again and I, we were, Even we, in were banana boat we were boys. we were in our 20s and stuff like that at the time right yeah so yeah that's over yeah. 10 years ago really yeah it's right at 20 10 years cuz the 2011 is when they signed that last got you. CBA so. so and we've seen it again to your point right. go ahead so i just so, wanted to set that yeah so we've watched the league go and shift from being team heavy team driven to players deciding right big super threes and there is parity all across. You don't know who's going to win, even in the East. Okay, yeah, they had two sweeps and two, three, one series right now. But in the West, after the, the end of the games that are going on well, on Monday, you could very well have all four series at right. two, two. Tonight, the Wizards do still have that opportunity to keep the series alive, but they are down three nothing. They're not going to do it, bro. I'm just for integrity of reporting this <laughs> stuff, bro. Right? Yeah, it's, but they're officially down 3-0 right now. Yeah, uh, officially. There we go. So, but it, it's it's exciting to see this type of basketball because I can remember there was a time when the finals were going on and the biggest stories were, well, in this summer the free agents are going to be da da da. I literally don't even know who's free Bef- agents. And that's before the before the conference finals. I'm sorry, bro. Before the conference finals would happen because to your point in the conference or the regular finals, mm-hmm. it'll be those same storylines. So, while they're digging for storylines, Literally, yeah. Right now, they don't have to dig for anything. They've simply got to report because there is so much parity across the teams with with the, with the balance of teams. Which team, other than uh, Brooklyn, has three a big three? Everybody else has got a big two looking for the third. They've got quality young players. You've got the John Mixed Morant's. Veterans. Exactly. The John Morant's of the league coming up and balling. Your Trey Young's, the next generation. We have literally, as you mentioned, watched a transformation happen before our eyes. So I guess as we've watched it happen, what do you think is the next? If let's, let's just, just kind of 
brainstorming. What do you think is going to be the next transition from here? Because right now we're in the middle of some amazing basketball and we're watching. It's not just like everybody's got superstars and then everybody sucks. Everybody's playing quality basketball. Mm-hmm. Who, who's and, and, and what's playing next? hard? Yeah. Um, well, before we even talk about what's next, also to, to, to add on to what we currently see, Euro steps, the side mm. step, the step back, mm. those three moves were kind of foreign to us 10 years ago, or we'd be like, what? That's a walk or whatever. James Harden special. And yeah. Pretty much. And, and people have, you know, ushered those type of, that type of play in um, to the league. Honestly, you think about the, the evolution and stuff of the game. We started having our stretch fours and stretch fives. Right now, Embiid, he's shooting threes on the regular. Chris Stapp's shooting threes on the regular, of course. Marcus Hall. Um, yeah, Marcus Hall shooting threes on the regular, like like it's like it's normal. Um, and then the other element of the threat of the thirty to thirty-five foot shooter. So Trey, Damian Lillard's of the world, Donovan Mitchell's, of course, your Steph Curry's of the world. There's a threat of um, of guys scoring as soon as they cross the half court line. So that's going to sp- stretch the defense out more or less, mm-hmm. open up the paint because, again, the fives are being stretched out to the wing or wherever they want to be stretched out to. Um, and, you know, it, it's just it is what it is. So um, I think that we'll see a lot more of defenses being stretched out of trying to stop them early scores. Or the the longer shots, mm-hmm. um, the deeper thirty to thirty five footers are going to become more popular in um, two for one situations. Right, right, right. And it's not going to look as foreign or as crazy where coaches are throwing their hands up like, "What are you doing?" But no, nah, it's going to actually be the LeBrons even of the world. Like a lot of people have that range right now where it's like not a free throw, but it's a regular three point shot. Right, from, like right inside the logo. <laughs> His, for the postseason, LeBron James three point percentage is actually. Two points higher than his, his free throws. Than his free throws. <laughs> My dog is out here like, yeah, but that's neither here nor there. If if I had to just look inside my crystal ball and put on my sports Stradamus hat, I think the league is going to continue to go in the direction that it is going now. As you mentioned, with the five stretching, become it truly becoming positionless basketball where you could have six, ten, fours, and threes even who are out here trying to shoot the ball, getting the threes and, and dribble, the making moves, um, having the handles, and and then. From there, it's going to pivot and turn directly back to where it came from with your big man being dominant. And because central. Exactly. If you look at teams like us, if you look at even Giannis them in, my, my, in Milwaukee, when you have the size that's dominant like that, you can overcome that shooting. I, I honestly believe that if, if the... And you're alluding to a Drummond or a Lopez. Yes, yes. Like traditional big men. Now, of course, that's they have to be... That's what I'm hoping Aiton develops into. See, I see him being more like the, the stretch kind of guy. Like, I oh. see him practicing to try to get the three-point shot and being able to pull out more. Now, he's got the st- the body style to be able to be that traditional oh, cool. dominant Shaq type guy. But um, if you look at, like I said, the L.A. With, with all the big bodies that we have, even last year when we had um, Light, Bright, and Dwight, it, the big bodies helped us win on the inside. And so there is absolutely still a place in the league for that. It's just got to be something that's going to be take like even when the Wildcat came in football, everybody did it, everybody did it until they overcame it. It was like, all right, now let's get back. Out. Yeah. Exactly, let's get back yeah. to where we were. I honestly feel like that's where the league is going to end up getting back to. I am one one thousand percent sick of seeing 
the flops and the cries and the fake acting and even even the initiating contact like i get it if you can do a move like chris paul is notorious for it kobe was towards the end of his career but there's nobody does it like chris paul and now lebron is trying to do it where you're coming down and you do the fake heads up or like you see a guy running like running up behind you and you stop yeah that's the, like to trey young I, oh my god it takes away from the game for me bro it's like okay i understand the strategy in it but yeah nah we need to go ahead and get back to fundamentals let's play ball hard nose man to man overpower over outskill but don't don't ticky tack me to death bro that yeah. that makes the game real dry to me yeah i mean my cousin uh actually may 19th right before the series started shout out to the boss from 48 on instagram my cousin bo <laughs> um he literally put up a highlight reel or a clip of trey young doing that and and drawing these ticky tack fouls and puts on his caption Julius at Julius Randall 30 and at RJ Barrett. Be careful of this sneaky guy. The refs always fall for it. So, you know, it's not just you that sees it. <laughs> and he's like, he's a true, true Knicks fan in every facet of the word, bruh. And he saw it and was alerting his guys, like, yo, y'all make sure y'all y'all handle this. And it's funny you talk about As the if fans. He's gonna respond to him. Right. Well, hey. Well, some fans don't wait for the response. They try to put themselves into the game uh, as much as they can. We talked last week about the um, sense of entitlement with certain fans or whatever, and it seems like it just keeps getting worse. This week, since last we recorded, we have also had to deal with the incidences of Trey Young, oddly enough, being spit on Disgusting in uh, the behavior. game. Um, we also had Russ with the popcorn that was poured Correct. on him. And then the most recent incident was with Kyrie Irving in Boston. With the um, bottle. Yeah. Um, and then so, Ja. You know, and then Ja with his family as well. So we'll start off with Boston and with um, with Kyrie because we understand he's a polarizing guy. Um, and people are watching him. So after the game, he walks out as if he's dapping up one of his teammates. And they're walking off the court because he was already, you know, out of the game at that point. And he walks over to center court where the head of the Boston Celtics logo was. And proceeds to almost heel toe <laughs> on the head of the logo. The fans in the arena didn't take very lightly to that. And on their way out, one of the fans chucked a water bottle at him and another player. Uh, the fan was arrested and escorted out and has received a lifetime ban from the gardens. But, um, bro, these... Where do you sit? Are you saying... Are you more on the side that the fans are out here wilding? Or that the players have some type of responsibility to not be a holes apparently to, to provoke the fans, trigger or, the fans, or right? Whatever, to not provoke <laughs> so, them, right? So where are you? Where, where do you lie with that? First, uh, all right. This is what I want to start with: the definition that we have for fanatic: a person filled with excessive and single-minded zeal, especially for an extreme religious or political cause. All right, so. Um, Excessive and single-minded zeal, mm -hmm. like you, one train. One track. <laughs> All but, aboard! Um, this is how I break it down, though, bro. Him heel toeing on whatever logo uh -huh. is not assault. Spitting on someone is assault. Throwing anything at someone in my vicinity—that's like an attempted assault. If that hits me, that's assault. You know what I'm saying? That that harmful part. Is assault. I think that there is too much entitlement on the fan side of things. Mm -hmm. I, uh, mm -hmm. I think that mm -hmm. in the world of sports entertainment, 
in the world of sports entertainment. Some fans conflate or confuse that a lot of times with competitive sports. Right. So you have sports entertainment. We have um, people urging the NFL players, you know, show more, show more of your face, this and that. Or they urge the NBA players, yeah, we need you to talk after the game. We need you to, you know, come out here in the community and speak more and do this and that. But there's sports entertainment and then there's competitive sports. So, yeah, when you have a T.O. to go up to the Dallas Star and do whatever he did when he was with San Francisco, mm-hmm. you're going to have somebody from Dallas that's going to take that fine as a player. Because right. they're in that arena, they're in that field. You feel me? Now, granted, I ain't telling nobody from Boston to go up, run up, and tackle Kyrie. I think that he garners way too much respect in the league for like. I don't think that I, I think there's a lot of people that would want to put it, put their hands on him that, but that just wouldn't because mm-hmm. of the, the respect that he commands um, around the league and the type of person that he is, i.e., or see the Dennis Schroeder situation or whatever. Right. <laughs> With right, the end bomb. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the players. The only thing that the players owe to the fans and to ticket holders is the entertainment. Entertainment, and that's it. And entertainment. I'm glad. I'm glad that you put it from that perspective. It makes me. It puts me in the mindset of Naomi Osaka, who has recently decided not to talk to the media. And Bravo like, to her. Look, if y'all gonna put like find me, it's cool. And it was only 15k, by the way. Which for her is really like, <laughs> like oh, y'all gonna find me fifty dollars? All right, cool. Right, my boyfriend could get that real quick and cover Holla. that. Yeah. Yo, who oddly enough is from Florence, South Carolina? Mm-hmm. Didn't know. Shout that. out to Corday. Yeah, whole time. <sighs> but um, <laughs> I, no, I got a whole listen. Yeah, anyway, we gonna leave I, that leave that way. Thank you, brother. Because we'll we'll visit that when we finish recording. But go ahead. <laughs> but like. My obligation as a professional athlete, and this is going to sound hypocritical to some who heard me talk about LeBron James and his obligation to talk about his family, but the the primary obligation is to perform. If if I'm out here to be a basketball player, I play basketball. If I'm a football player, I play football, If in her case, tennis. Their obligation is to entertain, like you said, through sports entertainment, my my actions out here on here. When they insert, well, I guess I'm not a hypocrite because, as I said then, if you insert yourself into other realms, you then open yourself to be liable and, all, and, and to an extent obligated to continue to provide what, what you have done so up to that point. And so with her, she ain't never like that. She said, it's, look, it's against my, not against, but it's detrimental to my emotional Naomi well-being. We're about. Yeah, exactly. Naomi Osaka. Um, and so she was, and I'm sorry, but she was specifically referring to if she lost the match and then um, commentators like, bombard them with questions and stuff. Oh, how'd you lose? Or how could you lose no, like that? Both. And stuff? She just okay. doesn't like the experience, period, to be okay. put on that express put like a pedestal or to have the, it's just not something that she enjoys. And we know, like, the Marshawn Lynch's of the world. He hated it. And he literally said, I'm here so I don't get fined. Like, it's one of the most famous, like, lines ever. But he meant that thing. He just hated interacting with the media. And so to bring that back to the original point, the way that the obligations have changed of these athletes through the years and the way that even society has started looking at themselves differently. And the internet has ruined us, bro. There are so many Facebook and Twitter thugs who have this anonymity when they are expressing their true feelings and feel like they're invincible because there's no direct repercussions. Anonymity. Yes. What did I say? Anonymity. Go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I don't want to make it a big deal. Go ahead. A bigger deal. You was deal. going. Yeah, you was going. You hot. You hot. <laughs> and so they have now taken that 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm invincible. I can talk trash to whoever I want. I can go through picking fights and express and exhibit my anger online to now into the arenas where they think, oh, I can do whatever I want. These are professional people. These are adults. These are humans. That And that's what it gets to with me. Go ahead and finish. Who, where, if, like, on Facebook, yes, there are other humans on the other side of a screen, but because you don't have that interact directly face-to-face, you feel empowered to do something. I drive through traffic, bro, and y'all know me. I'm Big Cliff. I ain't no little fella. And so driving through traffic and people get mad and they want to cut me off and flick me off and cuss and do all this other crazy stuff, I'm like... But you're doing that in the safety of your car flying 80 miles an hour past me. If you saw me on the corner, you wouldn't have that same enthusiasm. More or less, if you catch me at the red light, you're not making no eye contact. Listen, because I'm the dude that's going down the window and have a conversation with you, bro. But these fans have taken it to that same level. They've taken all of this uh, access that they have through social media, all this expression and opportunity to be who I really want to be. And now they're doing that and you're, there's consequences for our actions across any realm. So if you choose to spit on somebody as a human being, you choose to open yourself up to get your whole face busted. Not to mention you doing it over 50 Cent and his lady friend, <sighs> or I guess his lady. Like, what confidence do you have? That's how I know that that was a white person. Because I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, a black person would have recognized 50. No, let me get that off. This these views associated by DJ Highstar do not directly uh, are we reflect. Live still? Oh, very much. So. Okay, and I'm leaving all of let this. Let me get. Thank you. Let but me but, but let, let me let me get the disclaimer off. They do not directly reflect Carolina Sports <laughs> Talk and or the host Big Cliff. Back to you, Highstar. All right, man. Listen, I'm just saying, if it was a brother, they would have recognized the silhouette of 50 and the jacket he had on. Oh, that's 50 Cent. All right, now. I might not want to do this. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? And I'm going to take it a step further. I don't even think that that's the case because if it was a black person who – because black, white, purple, orange, a lot of these cats with this Twitter stuff and this Facebook stuff, they just bold for no reason. And so Buddy could have been like, yo, Trey Young, you – and I I know I did the voice, but like they just could have been in that moment, as you mentioned, single-minded, fanatic. They're not looking at 50 cents. It's not until they realize, yo, that's 50 that I spit over. I could have got shot just now. The same way that they're not considering, hey, Russell Westbrook is like that. This dude is like built like that. I'm throwing this popcorn at him. If he see me, I have to see him after the game. All I picture in my head is the the goofy guy um, in in Detroit stands that's looking like right before you get cocked. Well, the um, pause and the one that was on the on the basket on the court. Right. Like on the floor when Ron Artest was looking around for somebody to catch. Who? And dude was just <laughs> smiling kind of in his face like, Ron Artest! What's Man, up? you're wilding right now. <laughs> why, why? Wait, what did I do? <laughs> I didn't ask for that. So let me ask you this, though. Yeah. With the players mm-hmm. inversely giving more of themselves out via the media and via their own socials, of course, or via their own podcasts and things where we're seeing um, – a larger spectrum of these players, in other words, or a greater perspective of their lives, Mm -hmm. does that then open it up for fans to personalize or add more emotion to these type of attacks? In other words, like, nah, I don't just, it's not that I just hate Trey Young as the, uh, or not that I just hate Russell Westbrook as the guy that's playing against my team. I don't like that dude, man. He's just too cocky for his own good. He just think Mm -hmm. that he better than everybody and, you know what I'm saying? Do you think that that... Because, like, when you bring bringing up social media, you think about... 
again, the autonomy that is given players to mm-hmm. be able to give their own narrative to the media and things of that nature. But with that blessing, curses do come as well. Like it's, it's a yin and yang. It's a two-edged sword, absolutely. Access matters. Absolutely. Even even with regards to the, the way that these athletes are able to, like you said, just said, their political views, their socioeconomical views, the, the desire to want to change things. There is no doubt in my mind that had George Floyd happened in the early 2000s or in the 90s, it wouldn't have had the push that it did now. Yeah. But because these players have access, they have followings and followers, two and three and four and 10 and 12 million people looking daily to see what right. they're doing and being influenced by their opinions. It absolutely has increased right. that and, and gotten it to a whole level that if it's not somehow wrapped up soon, it could very much be a detriment. Because if you got somebody, let's decide, one of them decide tomorrow they want to be the next Donald Trump and just start wilding and being contrary to what popular views are, are consistent or humanistic views, they could literally cause some negative effects across a mass spectrum because of that access that they have to the people and the people that have them. And so, yes, there are some who probably see that and have views differently and feel like, oh, well, I know somebody. I know this person individually. We watched Kobe Bryant play in the league for 20 years. Kobe was a very private person while he was in the league, but we still felt that connection through him just by the proximity of how often and how regularly we watched this man be one of the greatest basketball players ever. Now these guys have that component and they're sharing their personal lives. Mm -hmm. Like even like Taco Tuesday. Dog, the Mexican restaurants partly was because COVID was opening up. But even that, they saw an uptick because, oh, people want to see, be like LeBron James and want to eat tacos on Tuesday, bro. And so like it absolutely has a huge effect. And it it, it, it is apparently starting to be. mm, Like there's a lot of people with that. Had it been the early, had KD played with like T Mac and all them boys in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd be like a silent assassin or like the quiet killer. Exactly. But now a lot of people know him as the goofy guy, the soft fella who can't or not fuss yeah, with people just, online. Yeah, exactly. Extra goofy. You always is online. You always tweeting or whatever right. like that, and could formulate those opinions exactly. about him. Exactly. It's wild, man, and, it, and it's interesting to see. Um, just as we mentioned, even with the earlier discussion, to see the evolution of how things have begun to change, there is at this point in life, there's no separating the social media aspect of these athletes along with their execution. So, yes, they are sports entertainment, but LeBron James's podcast, all these other fellas who have a voice and a platform now, it is something that's not going to change. And if not treated properly, it could very much be a weapon of mass destruction. Absolutely. I mean, I know that we have somewhat of a following um, here at Carolina Sports Talk. Hey. And I want to um, use our use our platform to really, to sincerely, like, um, I guess, verbally chastise, the, especially the dude up in New York, because I'm a New York fan, and right. I'm a New Yorker. Right. right. And that was disgusting to see. Um, but, again, and then in these other instances, John Morant's parents, um, hearing, you know, whatever verbal things they've had to hear, People, and parents, bro. Like he's not. They're not a, even on the court. Absolutely right. Exactly. Like that. That's disgusting. <sighs> and um, of course, the popcorn and the bottle being thrown. Um, I just, I just want to put a plea out there to everyone listening. If there's any, you know, fans that'll be attending games, let's respect these people. Let's Facts. respect these men Facts. and women as you would want to be respected. And that's as simple as it gets. Like, keep your hands to yourself. And it's funny. <laughs> it literally gets down to the simplest of the of of rules, the golden rule. Treat, Treat others. others the way you want to be treated, bro. Like, do you want people spitting at you? Yo, you listen, bro. 
you come at Dr. S- Dr. Shannon Smith and District Elder Clifford Smith any kind of way. You got me to deal with, bro. Like, That's a fact. I, I can't even understand how And really, fathom. honestly, if you catch Sheila Jones and, you know what I'm saying, Big Jerome somewhere, the- um, <laughs> and you mention anything, they probably coming back for you or something. Right. Like, it's like, not I'll even- probably hear something before <laughs> I do anything. Like, you'll um, hear the rebuttal of what, the, what happened to the individuals. To also put a bow on it, the fan combo, I think we have to give the athletes a little bit more credit. We've grown up playing team sports and competitive sports. Mm-hmm. That level of emotion when right. you're at one extreme or the other of ultimate jubilee from accomplishing a goal or, or disappointment. ultimate disappointment from not accomplishing something and being that close to accomplishing it right. and doing that at the professional level and the high level that they're doing it at, we have to get, like, to, to Naomi Osaka's point, we have to give these guys a lot more grace with their emotion exactly. and their emotional, um, what do they call it, emotional intelligence, I guess, or just mm-hmm. their emotional capacity that, they, that they're carrying around when stuff. So, like, th- yeah, that smallest thing, whatever that happened to Ron Artest, when he's chilling on his back, chilling on the, the scorer's mm-hmm. table, mm-hmm. he is trying to zen his mind back down and calm back down exactly. because he knows where he's going. So then now the smallest trigger... Bang. The same, and it was similar with Russ. That's why it was so scary because, again, Russ is going to, between those four lines, the baselines, the two baselines and the two sidelines, mm-hmm. Russ is going to be the, the most ferocious dog, excuse me, the mm-hmm. most ferocious and tenacious dog that you've ever seen in your life. If you're playing against him or got a different jersey on than him, he's coming to take your heart every time Thanks. and at a, a certain pace that he's not slowing down the whole entire game. But he's not showing us nothing but respect and decency outside of those four lines at basketball, bro. And any time that it's been any kind of disrespect or whatever, he's been provoked by the by the reporter. <laughs> what? <laughs> or what are you if, talking about exactly? Bro, let's go. Ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and give it. Let's give it a mess sound real quick. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't disrespect the man. What Didn't call him out his about, name. Man. Just what? Like he gave what him are the you authentic. Talking about? Now, at the end of it, he did say y'all tripping, but he, you know what I'm saying? He didn't really disrespect <laughs> the man. And like just to prove my point, like he doesn't, he's not going out looking for trouble. He's actually the villain by like nature. Like he he just it's who he is. The way that he plays, the other team's fans will paint him as the villain every right. time. You love him when you when he's on your team, you hate him if he's not. And see, because the people, again, going back to the looking behind a computer screen or Facebook on your phone or whatever, they're so, so used to seeing people and things as characters, as that entertainment. They don't, they're not able to separate. This is a whole human. So, yeah. As- Liking it to wrestling a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know we got to put a bow on that, but in wrestling, I think it's more permissible for the crazy stuff to happen while the guys are coming out of the ring. Or like, I, I guess wrestlers, I think they expect it more, maybe. Right, like, right, right, right. F you or. Right. Ooh, and, you know, stuff thrown on them and all of that stuff. But just like you said, sports have now turned into sports. Entertainment. That's it. So, yeah, if y'all going out to the games, please respect these people making their living. Because we sure don't want none of them coming out to the local dentist offices and cussing you out and throwing popcorn at you while you, know you cleaning somebody's teeth. We don't need any or teachers. Or even going to Popeye's or Bojangles and... and oh, man. We don't need that schmoke. Throwing the, throwing the soda back in the window or something like that. <laughs> So, yeah, y'all go ahead and, and, and be humanistic and just be humans. As we move forward, it is email time. You've got mail. Today's email comes from Daniel Phillips, and it reads, Hey, Big Cliff, I just wanted to hit you up and let you know that I had a great time at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Racing is back. It felt good to see so many people and being able 
uh, wait, wait, wait. It felt good to see so many people and really being able to be outside and feel normal again. What do you think about the Hendrick team becoming becoming the winningest team in racing history? Love the show, and I can't wait to get your take. Well, my guy, Danny, I appreciate you for hitting me up, bro, and I will be sending you out a Carolina Sports Talk uh, magnet uh, for your email today. If you guys have any questions or emails or you want to be a part of the show, or as we mentioned, if you want to get us your top five journeymen, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. But yes, as Danny mentioned, in Charlotte, the Coca-Cola 600 uh, had nearly 50,000 people uh, to go out there. It was the largest event, sporting event in the Carolinas since the pandemic began. Um, And it was overall a pretty good race uh, with Mr. Um, Oh, Lord, who won the race? Kyle Larson. It's Carl Larson. Thank you. Part of of my favorite races. Oh, word. Dope. Uh, Ryan Newman is my guy. He, I, he goes back with me to my Alltel days. He was driving an Alltel car, and anytime he won, we would get like little prizes and win stuff. So swag, yeah, the swag pack. <laughs> now, nah, but when he ran the uh, won the Daytona 500 a few years back, they gave us a thousand dollars each. So I was like, <laughs> Ryan Newman, you my dog. <laughs> it wasn't a few years back if it was Alltel days though. Yeah, no, nah, it was 2007. <sighs> it was a few years back, but bro. still though, a stack. See how, see Especially how he, back then. Yeah. Oh, easily. Now, Uncle Sam was getting their money then because of the stack. It so was about $560 you got. <laughs> 600 on the head back then. Yeah. 400 went straight to Uncle Sam. Like, Yo. let me get that. All right. <laughs> but yeah, racing has been back. And just looking at some mm-hmm. of the pictures from the race, um, people out there with no masks. Bruh. Folks ain't social distancing. There are some, fo- like, and I've seen the trend even on social media. We outside. It's not time to be back outside yet, folks. I'm right. wearing my mask. We, we've Absolutely. we've gotten we've touched on this. We're not going to be political. We're not a political show, but I am a safe show. Y'all, please wear the mask, bro. Right. Uh, I if, mean, it should be to the point where that's not a political issue or topic. Should but, be, but right. It's a, this more is of a America. human safety topic. But um, and my thing is, wear it if you. Yeah, yeah, just wear it. I I, I was going to say wear it if you like and, and don't wear it if you like. Because I, listen, I'm going to do everything that I can, to, that I can control to do whatever I can. But back to back to that in Charlotte Speedway. First of all, we got to talk about Concord, all right? Okay. The, the town itself is built like you're racing around there, okay? Especially <laughs> when you get close to Charlotte Speedway. It is like the streets are like, you know what I mean? Race Racetracks, pretty much. But I've mm-hmm. um, been to one or two races up there. A lot of drinking, uh-huh. and um, to your point of this most recent one, 50,000 fans, I know that there's no masks uh, like that. Um, with these events, as outside, air quotes, is opening back up, how much precaution and, and things like that are, are people taking um, as far as venues? Like, you know, when, when the pandemic first started, everybody had their temperature guns. Mm-hmm. Or everyone had to, you know, you show your, your your COVID test to get on this plane or whatever like that. Like, have things laxed up in your observation with, with sports like NASCAR or outdoor sports like that or PGA? Where Do you, do you feel like? Or is yeah. there stuff that we might not know about that they're doing at the gates and at admission at to try to quell some of that. I think the biggest component that they're using is the vaccination. 
the majority Somebody shows a vax card or whatever like that. Well, I don't even know if they're requiring the cards, but what what the mentality and the thinking is is that with the vaccination, it's now when you have so many people that have it, it's less likely for the virus to be able to spread be spread like amongst that. them individuals. And so they're assuming if you've already got the vaccination, you don't have to wear your mask. And so I think they're assuming, and I'm doing the air quotes for you guys on the across the list listening. Then can't see me because mm-hmm. it's a podcast. The listening thing. <laughs> that they they don't have the masks on. So if you don't have a mask, oh, you must be vaccinated. When there's some who just saying, nah, y'all vaccinated, I'm exactly. good. Yeah. And when they can still pass it. So no, I I wish these people the, the best. I hope they're being safe. I know that me as a personal fan, un, until I make that decision to do that or whatever or whatever, that I like even with Bank of America being open at full capacity for the fall um, with NFL, 30 of the 32 stadiums have already said, hey, we're going to be wide open, full capacity. Until I have gotten that vaccination, I won't be going to any games. Um, and something, you know, everybody's got to go through for themselves and think about and consider. But I, I'm, I'm thinking that they're just really leaning heavily on the vaccination and those individuals being vaccinated yeah. to prohibit the spread. But either way, we are excited that NASCAR is back. Um, as we mentioned, Hendrick, shout out to Mark Martin. Yay. Hendrick Motorsports <laughs> became the winningest uh, racing, sports team? racing team passing Petty Sports um, with mm. now 200. And 69 team wins. That's an accomplishment. And, and it's just a longevity. Uh, I know we talked a little bit off air and you likened them to another dynasty. Mm-hmm. A couple, man. The, the Yankees, the Lakers. I'm going to say this. Uh, of course, I was born in Queens, New York, raised in Charleston, South Carolina, the Chuck. Yeah. And down there, um, similar to a lot of other major cities down south, we have what's called the Auto Mile mm-hmm. on Savannah Highway. Um, shout out to Citadel Mall. But on Savannah Highway, we got the Auto Mile. And shout out to West Ashley, of course. All right, oh, relax, yeah. relax, 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 relax. Look at him, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Let's go. It's the West, Shout out baby. to West Ashley. In the, in the, I got to get this West Ashley reference out there. But on the Auto Mile, you'd be surprised at me growing up and even coming to Charleston in the summer times, how many commercials I would just hear. Mm-hmm. Rick Hendricks, Chevrolet, Rick Hendrick Ford, Rick Hendrick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. to the point where I thought, dude, started in car sales. like, <laughs> And then I moved up to Charlotte, started doing the science on everything. Like, oh, okay, dude got a history. Life. Yeah. Right. So it just speaks to the, the name, the brand, and, and everything like that, and the longevity. As far as with their success, if you if you're not having success, you can't continue to open up right. dealerships right. and stuff. Like <laughs> dealerships all over the world. <laughs> Rick Hendrick Porsche. Listen, yeah. I'm just waiting for 2060 to get here and it'd be a Rick Hendrick Tesla spaceship or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whole time. That's something else. And, and see, we that's another show, I guess. But there are like they're looking to do intercontinental space travel coming up soon. I wouldn't be surprised to watch Rick Hendrick at the forefront in that regard because mm. if it got an engine, that dude with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So shout out to him and that team. So as we move forward, it now brings us to the time for quick hits. Got a qu- couple quick topics for you today uh, before we let you get out of here. The Seattle Seahawks and the Atlanta Falcons discuss Julio trade options. Now, I know we mentioned and talked briefly about him being a possibility for the uh, Patriots, and that's where I said, but I could very easily. The, 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 the uh, Seattle has been wanting a, a wide receiver like that for a minute since they failed with the Josh experience and Mr. Get High himself. So what do you thought? What are your thoughts? Do you think Julio can? Bruh. <laughs> him and DK Metcalf? Oh, with Russ. Bruh. 
Ooh, Are you serious? Ooh, ooh. How unfair that would be. But listen, <laughs> nah, um, shout out to, quick shout out to Patriot Patty and also our frat brother Denzel, another Patriot fan mm. out there. I know that y'all was looking and gunning for Julio, but. Listen. The news reports it. <laughs> Look, him and Russ already meeting. You they know how, talking. Yeah, you know how like news will leak on ESPN or whatever uh-huh. like that. When when stuff is to the light, it's pretty much halfway taken care yeah. of. Yeah, so it's been in the oven at three seventy five uh, for at least thirty seven minutes. It'll take of, some other breaking news to make this yeah. not be breaking news. So. It would literally take somebody hearing that and be like, "Yo, let's go ahead and get them two first rounds real quick." Or so, yeah, something <laughs> crazy going on. Yeah, exactly. So whole time we we'll see what that we're gonna keep an eye on that one because. Um, Yo, all I can say is him and DK Metcalf, mm. bro, come on. With bro. the running game that they got this year bro, and their line on, upgraded. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Next up, we've got congressional bill introduced that would allow college athletes to form a union and become employees. Now, there was some traction with this from uh, the past season just before COVID where some players out in California were attempting to create a league. But now that it appears that they've got some, they, the, the format and the outline that they set up has gotten a little bit of legs and has mm-hmm. reached the floor of Congress. We've got Congressman Bernie Sanders and Senator uh, Chris Murphy, both, well, Senators Murphy and, um, yeah, and Congressman Sanders, who are really, really, really in favor of this, so much so that they've introduced that bill on the floor of Congress. And essentially, it would allow players to be able to get paid. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it gets slippery and it gets you know tricky and stuff like that. It's, it's been supposed to happen, in my mm-hmm. opinion. The way that it is shaping itself out, I, I do like that um, because again, it'll keep some leverage with the players. I think um, collegiate athletes are grown adults, mm-hmm. um, so I think they can handle things like the logistics of a union and and um, taking care of the official business of something like a union and stuff like that. I think they, they're, they're to be respected, in other words, as collegiate students and athletes and young men and young women. The thing that will get tricky for me is the scale mm-hmm. and the revenue Keep that the reven, exactly, revenue that a respective sport brings in versus the revenue that each player gets. And then also with different schools being a heavy football school versus a heavy basketball school or a heavy basketball school versus a heavy football school and how that just kind of you know, works out, in other words. If we get a blue-chip um, recruit or whatever like that, or a five-star recruit, how does that translate to this pay scale or whatever like that? DJ Highstar is one of the greatest upcoming DJs in the Carolinas. You have a skill set, bro, to recall music that is unique to most DJs, but then your exhaustive background from, like you said, from Charleston to New York allows you to have a taste for a lot of different music. You are one of the better DJs, and so you deserve to be paid more. If an athlete is coming from a revenue-driven sport, they should have that opportunity to be able to make money off of themselves. College sports have not been amateur for a long time. The millions, the billions of dollars. When the pandemic shut down the NCAA men and women's tournament, it cost the the NBA, the NCAA, between both tournaments, $4.6 trillion dollars mm. 
it's not been amateur for a long time. And so these athletes deserve the opportunity to make money off of their name and likeness. And I know we hear the buzzwords often, name and likeness. So da, da, da. But as a D1 big-time athlete, they don't even have the opportunity to go and work a part-time job. Exactly. As a D3 ap- athlete coming up uh, in school, I could do that. I could work at the track team. I was on a track team, and I was a cheerleader. Shout out to Claflin University cheerleader squad. But I could go home and work at Shoe Show and, and make my bread. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so... It's 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 not fair, point exactly. blank. And so to to give them this opportunity, cutting cutting the athlete's legs off whenever their future is not even guaranteed and could yeah, be done exactly. within one injury, it, mm-hmm. it's it's been robbery for years now. Big facts. And the people that's been the thieves have been the ads, and um, and the the, the universities of course, but the ads primarily like are watching all, everything go funnel. They're watching everything funnel into their salary. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So um, we know it's quick hits, and but that's the topic we're going to have to address, especially if that, that bill starts to get a little bit of legs on Congress's floor. We'll definitely be mindful of that. Well, that's going to do us for this week's episode. We are excited that you guys joined us. Hi, Star, you got anything you want to highlight to people? Um, yeah, y'all could uh, actually catch me. Um, my fault, High Star, my fault, DJ High Star, but y'all could catch me on the latest episode of The Shop, um, chopping it up with LeBron about different things for um blue ivy and and you know the rest of the hip-hop culture so y'all check that out the shop with with, with lebron james thank <laughs> thanks so you always pop up out of nowhere bro but <laughs> yeah no y'all can catch um at dj high star at dj under, underscore high star on instagram mm-hmm. and i have my link in my bio for my memorial day mix that we're celebrating this week and Actually, today, so by the time y'all listen to it, by the time y'all listen to this podcast, it'll be up for a couple of days. But follow my IG page at DJ underscore High Star and click the link in the bio. Give that mix a a good listen if you can for me. Well, that's going to do us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Make sure you hit us up on the Instagram page at Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at Carolina Sports Talk dot line. Oh, goodness. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net is the email address. Dot net. Dot net. Dot net. Christopher uh, Dickey. Yo, I'm getting out of here, man. It's It's your boy, Big Cliff. Carolina Sports Talk. Peace.